All right. Guests. For we're the back. day, episode 27. Episode we're 27. Back Benjamin Grunenbaum. Talented. Yes, Benjamin exactly. Grunenbaum. Yes. Gruenbaum. Hello. So honored to be here. Thank you. Thank you Thank for you so much me. for being on the podcast. We're honored to have you. I am very, honored very, to be very, very here. talented. It's a very person. busy week for you. It's a press week because you have a new uh, new song out, right? Yeah, I'm all Just across. I was in there. China yeah, yesterday. Yeah, dude. I'm in uh, <laughs> Japan tomorrow. I'm a little jet lagged and stuff. That's the way we do it. Yeah. Um, so yeah a lot of traveling yeah. what's yeah. it so what's the name of the song tell the, the, the new name song, of the song is meet me in waikiki uh, i wrote it when i went to hawaii for my 26th birthday and i just wrote it as a fun little joint so yeah meet yeah. me in waikiki it always trips me out man how like young you are like and you're so talented in like the age you are and like i always compare you know you like work 10 years ago work. <laughs> <laughs> i'm 47 yeah <laughs> Yeah, I, like whenever I listen to like your stuff, I'm like, man, you're fucking like so talented. Like, where was I in like that? Like, I'm like, man, you're so far ahead, dude. You're so I far ahead. That, you're like just killing it. Thank like, you. If you haven't listened to the song yet, listen to it, check it out, download it, Spotify, all the stuff. Yeah, like, much, like, much more songs yeah. to come too. I feel like this one was just like a, like a almost like an interlude to the the better hits that I'm writing and will have. So, it's like yeah, all your songs are good though. I mean, like yeah, Ginger oh, like me. You. Thank you, thank you. Mad will love. I want them all to yeah. have like, you know, their own little like soul to them. Like I like my songs to kind of breathe as themselves. Yeah. So thank you. I appreciate it. And that. you write, produce, record, yeah, everything, like so. everything. So it's like all you, which is like really, that's again, like why I was saying like very talented, like super impressive. Like, yeah. like everything is like, it's all you, man. Yeah, man. Thank you. Yeah. The first song I did, I recorded it out of studio. So I had definitely, I had someone that did the vocals like mixing. So that's like the mm -hmm. first time I, but I mixed the actual song. So that was my first uh, song, Ginger Like Me. But after that, everything has been self-produced because I kind of got in this boat of like, I want to own everything and I want to make sure that when I produce it, it sounds the way I want it and right. end up good. So, yeah. but yeah, everything self-produced, self-taught, self-sexy. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, emphasis on the self-sexy. Do you do a lot of that? Like I went to your place one time, uh, Benjamin helped me with my crypto problem I had. <laughs> also, what a fun crypto problem! We can yeah, teach a lot of people about solutions yeah. too. I was so terrified. I had like ten grand in some cryptocurrency, and I didn't know how to get it off these platforms. They're all going bankrupt and getting sued <laughs> yeah, and shit. Yeah. I'm like Ben. I think the company had this shit invested, and in I'm gonna fucking lose all this shit. I'm like, can you help me? He's like, I know how to do all this shit. Yeah, Don't and worry. then Eric takes it into himself to send it himself to his own wallet and messes up, sends it to yeah. the wrong address. No. Yeah, by a different like, network. It was something like a fraction was off or something, and then I'm like, he's like. I don't know where it is, <laughs> but we're going to find it. And you were confident the whole time. You were like a doctor going into like a surgery and you're like, all the don't worry, I'm going to figure this out. And by golly, we figured it out, or you oh figured God. it out a hundred percent. And you like literally like saved all that for me. It feels really complicated, but it really wasn't. It, but is. it is. Oh, but it, it is. is. <laughs> but I'm just surprised. I remember you walking into the holiday party and you were like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I sent right. some Ethereum somewhere. I don't even know. And I'm like, and you look yeah. so distraught. You're like, like you're already. At the yeah, I remember That's that. Hilarious. Yeah, it was it was, it was like the day year. of the party. Yeah, or like the day before because you said you couldn't sleep or something. <laughs> I was like, you looked so distraught. Yeah, I was like, I just lost like 10 grand. So I'm like, that's money. so much money to me. I'm like, how the hell are we going to get this back? <laughs> yeah. that's crazy. Blockchain, we got to break the system. <laughs> and he gave me like notes as like to what to do and how to do it. And I followed everything except like get one gun. thing. I Put did. gun in mouth. <laughs> Shoot yeah. self. Yeah. And then like the day before I met up for our like holiday party for work, I was like, oh, I just, I did, I did it. And then it said something like, you know, user error. I don't know, something, something crazy. And then I told you and you're like, 
Uh, yeah, I thought it was go? gone right away. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, dude, yeah, why would you not discuss with me? <laughs> yeah. Tell someone you're gonna uh, do it. I was um, like, man, but I'm so yeah. happy you got it back though. It's good. So am I. Every every time I see, him, I'm like, ah, love this guy. <laughs> like, what else are you losing? Let's try to find it. Let's try to find yeah, more crypto it, that you, man. you sent. You found all of it. That's um, hilarious. Yeah, man. So, how long have you been out? What is the origin story of of Benjamin? Like, I know you through where we work, which mm. we shall not name, but we <laughs> do not. No, no. We, okay, do, we do not name. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've known you through, you know, through our, our work, you know, uh, co-working and stuff like that. But what got you out here? Have you been out here the whole time? What got you into music? So this is a relocation program, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. 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 It was a, uh, yeah. I was Bobby's play before yeah. this. I know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I moved out here when I was 18 and I, came out here for acting originally mm-hmm. but after like two years i actually just went to acting school for a year and then i just kind of got in the work mode and didn't really audition and then i just kind of fell in love with the music thing i think i, I really just wanted like an art form that i could own myself yeah and i felt a lot with like people, yeah and yeah. a lot with acting it's like so many auditions and so much rejection of like just getting out there and then it's like someone else's project that you have to be on and then it's all right. the guidance from them and i just right. feel like it'd be cool to kind of find your own path so i think that's why i fell into music was like i wanted to make my own art and like represent like i wanted to look at the whole project and be like that was me right rather than like oh i was a part of a big big project where someone else directed everything right but yeah when moved out here for acting from from kansas city missouri and um that was in 2016 2015 right after high school so i was 18 Knew nobody when I moved out here. Really, nobody. Yeah, not one. Not a soul. single soul. So you, like, where'd you where'd you move to? Did you move to Hollywood? Moved to Hollywood. Yeah, I was like really? right, right off uh, right Sunset, away. like Sunset La Brea. No, uh, way. and sure. I would go to the gym. I remember trying to meet like people at the gym. Like these are gonna be my <laughs> Do new you friends. Be friends. <laughs> and they're just like you know all the horny people at the Hollywood gym. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, um, that's so funny. It's so true. And yeah. I was so excited. My little Midwestern <laughs> boy self was just like. I was a wave. I remember going on runs and I would wave to everyone as I like ran by and being so happy to, that I was in this town. Yeah, that's so um, cool, man. But yeah, Kansas City, Midwestern, born so, and raised. Like, do you go back ever? Like, is that a frequent thing or not as much? Every or? once in a while. Like, I try to go back every like four to six months or like have the parents come out here or something. But really, it's just like to see the family. Yeah. We yeah. do have a big house out in Missouri, my parents do. So it's nice to go back and like de stress and have like yeah. nothing. No, no sounds and yeah, yeah. Quiet. How is how have you found like moving out here and experiencing everything you've been experiencing? Um, going back to Missouri and like kind of relating to people that haven't left and you know, like are still in like the the daily grind and all that kind of stuff. Where you're like you've experienced so many crazy things, you know, in the the years that you've been out here. I'm sure within the first year, like it's just ridiculous. And then you're like go back home and you're like. I saw this and this and this and they're like, what? Like, like <laughs> I think anything blows those people away. Like when you're yeah. from the Midwest, anything blows you away. Like it's if you true. saw a famous person across the street, it's the biggest thing in the world. Yeah. And so when we started working at the place that shouldn't be named, rhymes with Naco L, which is Taco mm. Bell. We <laughs> met so many, you know, it's just working at places where there are celebrities. I think it kind of numbs you out. So I got like. At first, I would tell stories like for the first few years, I'd be so excited to tell anyone from Missouri about any story. Yeah, yeah. And after a while, you're just kind of like, I don't want to get into the stories because yeah. yeah. I don't you even know what to begin. Forget about people, and someone says a name, you're like, oh, that's right, I've, I've had an experience with that person. At some yeah. Point. yeah, 
they slapped me in the bathroom. Yeah, I, so. I feel there's like resentment that comes after there's like a grace period where you can go back and be excited. And then after a while, when they ask you like, oh, when they want to hear those stories and then you tell them those stories, then they're like, mm, really? Yeah. And you're like, mm, now this is not the same. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not like with me. You're like against me and like my experiences. So I'm like, OK, right. I'll just like. I didn't do anything. I just went to work. I just did my. Did your family do that thing where it's like, I know it's not LA, but this is the best we got here. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. It's Especially the winter time. Yeah, <laughs> we have a heater. Fancy we have a heater. Yeah, it's not the sun. Yeah. There's snow outside, and we have a heater, Benjamin. When you're here, your family. Yes. Yeah. Are you going back for the holidays? I am not. I I usually don't when I'm here. I don't yeah. know why. I think it's just the weather. It's like just dreading the cold of Missouri because it's negative degrees, oh, yeah, dude. But yeah, I'm going to be here. My mom's coming out in January, so I'm That's very awesome. excited about yeah, that. Cool. But yeah, I'm here. What about you guys? I did my um, little trip. I went to, for like Thanksgiving, and then Eric's going back end of the month. Winter vortex. Fucking just trying to go as cold, yeah. as terrible of a fucking climate I can experience I love within that. The, the week I'll be there. I'm I love that. go full on. I so. bet you've already turned your heat off at home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. takes cold shower system yeah. to like get ready for i'm it. like buying like like these jeans are like i've just bought these i'm like i better get like jeans and like sweaters and like things that i'm gonna need else i'm gonna have to wear my old like high Dude, school you know the funny thing is not that town. i mean i was home and it was like 30 degrees which is you know it's fucking cold as shit man it like is 30 degrees actually though it's surprising like if it was 30 that. degrees out here like i think people would just like i'd their heads would explode they would or move. something. They I have move. a fucking <laughs> yeah. oh, and, a, and a sweatshirt on right now, and it's only 63 degrees, and my hands are still cold. Yeah. But mm -hmm. at some point in time, when it gets to like below 67 degrees, I'm just cold. It doesn't really matter how much colder it gets. Just like I'm just inconveniently cold, and it's just it's really not getting much worse. Mm -hmm. Like the, when you start getting the negative temperatures, and you start getting like you know frostbite or fucking windshield like you know warning, yeah, weather is. advisories and stuff because your eyelids can fucking freeze. But going from like Again, like cold out here, 65, maybe 55 on a windy yeah. day or something like that. And then you go back and it's minus 20 or minus 30. It's yeah, like that crazy. Should be, that should be yeah. illegal. It's crazy. That should be illegal. Yeah. That's it's, too much. It's way too much. It's Dude, too it was negative like 40 when we moved out here in April of 07. No. April, negative 40. And oh we actually God. were doing like a commercial like painters at the time. And they actually like shut our job side down because it was like too cold to be. Outside. Don't go to work today. Yeah. Why did they they cancel the job? No, you'll die. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a snow day, kids. It's just we your, your you limbs will freeze. Yeah. Your limbs yeah. will fall if you yeah. go to school. So <laughs> yeah. just stay home. Yeah, just, like the world like, shut down. It's That's like such crazy. an unrelatable thing, but very like common back from where we're from. Where it's like, yeah, you can't go to school today. It's like just deadly cold outside. <laughs> yeah. You'll like literally kids are dying like, in the fucking snowbanks. Good luck and shit. starting starting your car because yeah. you're not getting that thing turned off. Yeah, yeah. it's fucked up because like I feel bad for kids because like snow days were a real thing when we were kids. Like that was like a big deal. And you watch like the little ticker tape at the bottom of the, the Oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. You see like your you school. Wake up like, early. Oh we got it. Yeah. <laughs> school Prices are right. 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 people yeah, at the yeah. other school you're like ha ha you guys gotta go to school. Yeah it sucks to be you. But um now with Zoom though, they can just kind of like, all right, we're zooming today, and you're like, yeah. oh, dude, really? What like, a What a change that was! Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. literally, like changed everything. Yeah. The whole snow day just idea. Stolen. Yeah, the stolen. snow day. The snow day is gone. Shit. Snow day does not exist. It was like some now you got a snow filter behind yeah. you on Zoom. Yeah, yeah right. And there you yeah. go. <laughs> it's really cold here. I can't. We're all in this together. Yeah. 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 So you so you moved out here. Yeah. You've been out here for how many years now? 
off and on for seven and a half years. So you went back. Yeah, I went back. So like a couple years, I spent like two years out here, did school, and then I was working, and then I had a bad roommate situation, decided to kind of get out of the L.A. thing. I don't think I had like very many people around, so I was like, just felt like a lot. And yeah. I was young at the time. And people weren't being friendly on Runyon. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Wait a minute. laughs> I like, kept going to the gym. You're like waving no by. Gonna... Waving at people. Hi, and people again. are like, yeah. <laughs> I saw you, you at the gym. And they're like, get away. No one's to be your friend. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, get the fuck out of here. Go back to Kansas City, nerd. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fuck out Oh, here. my God. So we had a roommate situation. Yeah, yeah. The roommate situation. But then I went back to Missouri. Let's see. I think, I, yeah, I just went back to Missouri. I kind of just need to reassess. And then I came back out here. So, the okay, that's yeah. a very tough, the back and then forth again. Because I did that. And a lot of people that I was like, I first moved out here in 03. And I moved back to Wisconsin in 05. And I was back for like about a year and some change. And I roped Eric into moving out with me. But mm. a lot of other friends that I had seen come and go over the years that like, I'm going to go back for a few months, never came back. Yeah. And that's like a tough <clears throat> thing to do the back and forth. How long were you back in Missouri Definitely. For? I think the first time it was like a year and a half. Um, okay. which I, and I, I don't think at the time I knew I would come back. I mean, I wanted to, but it's yeah. like, you really have that feeling. It's like when you're here, you know, you're going to come back and you leave and it just kind of just floods away. Like yeah. there's just things that go on. <laughs> life happens. What would you have done if you oh, would have stayed there? I'm trying question. to think. I was a, a speech and debate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> suicide was on the list. It was, uh, it was one of the last First check marks. Foremost, suicide. <laughs> hey, rope. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was a speech and debate coach for a uh, part-time, which was great because I did that a lot in high school. So I did that plus, uh, I think, I, yeah, I just served at Ahulahans. So I was like okay. serving and teaching kids how to do competitive debating debating and speech. So, okay. That's um, but yeah, I think the struggle of getting back to the city is always, is, is real. Like there's just too much distraction in the world. And I feel like you have to be very focused. Like if you're actually going to yeah. move back, you have to have a reason and have to have a plan. And I yeah. see so many people that just don't have a plan. They're like, I'll move save up maybe a couple grand yeah, and then yeah. they come out and then they have a down payment that's like yeah 3000 five, <laughs> five grand yeah five well there grand. goes all my money that exactly. I exactly yeah so i think people just don't have the plans and the determination to actually get back i think they just kind of let thing. well then also too you realize how much easier it is living in like a smaller market like that yeah i think if especially you don't when do you some, go from yeah. here you know when yeah. you go from a place like la to a small town it's like you just you love it a, l- a little bit like you love all the things that you never got out here right yeah. the cheap beer and the good conversations and the yeah. no traffic easy parking yeah yeah you go yeah. to a place and it takes you the exact amount of time it says to get there exactly you know? yeah. like yeah, however there is like that if you know if you're someone in the arts music and all that stuff like i had that the second i moved back to wisconsin i crossed the state line and i was like uh i made a terrible decision yeah. i had to get the fuck out of here like <laughs> yeah. I, just, I couldn't get out of there fast enough i was like i gotta get back to fucking la like i and so you did move back and move moved back and i moved back in in september of 05 so this is the katrina year so like That's of not. course that year we get like the most snow it's happened in like fucking two thousand years or some shit it's like since the dinosaurs were alive since the dinosaurs, yeah, exactly. yeah. Now we're gonna all this, and then I was like, I was working outdoors. I'm like, I moved back to a deep freezer. I fucking live in a goddamn deep freezer, and I get the fuck out of here. And it was just like, I was so depressed. I was like, just like miserably depressed. But yeah, well, it took me a year and a half to get the fuck out of that depression. That cold will do that. I feel like yeah. it's all the cold. It, it really is. does it's just take away happiness. Nuisance. That's the thing. Is like, <laughs> it really does take away. It happiness. just soaks <laughs> your happiness away. Yeah. Everyone's just so gloomy in the cold. Yeah. How do people do it in the Arctic? Like, how do they... That seasonal depression is a real thing. Ice age shoes. The suicide rate's so high in, like, Alaska and shit. People have, like, fucking fake sunlight that. lamps and stuff because they don't have, like, uh, sunlight. Oh. Years ago, I had this like, job on a cruise ship. 
and I was with a fucking chick that was from Alaska, and then one of her dad's friends like fucking suicided at the mall, just like fucking like what? I can't take it. Yeah, fucking just at went the up mall? at the mall. The food court what? jumped off the fucking balcony. Court. There was no Burger King there. Yeah, it's, said, what is it? Sparrow's, I was so lonely. Need to see some pizza. Die. Yeah. Or whatever. He's oh like, I need a slice and a suicide. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but she was telling me they That's have like fucking, fucking crazy. They have like, wasn't that uncommon? Like that was where people would kill themselves. That was the place. The mall. Like, hey, I got you uh, down on a Thursday for a suicide. (laughs) (laughs) Pepperoni slice and a suicide on a fucking. That's crazy. Uh, Now suiciding. Yeah. (laughs) But like, uh, yeah, dude, there's just like, they don't have daylight. So there's like, they'd have like fake daylight lights that were in their window wells and shit. Wow. And I was like, that's so crazy. You're living in like a movie set house and shit. Well, that's don't they get so much less light anyway? Like, yeah. So there's like a couple hours of light per day. I think it's like a point where there's like no light for like yeah, a couple months or something. <laughs> I mean, there's a Josh Hartnett movie or something that's like 40 days at no, like the sun or something. Oh but, my God. Yeah. In Alaska, I think it is. It's like you, you get like a month or yeah. something. Those people like, should move. Yeah. Anyone who lives <laughs> in Alaska, <laughs> get out now. It's cold. I don't know if you've yeah. looked outside, but it's very cold. There's light on other states. Yeah, there's like a sun. There's yeah. a sun out there. Leave. Yeah, could you imagine yeah. just living out there and be like, yeah, well, you know, no sun for a couple months. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? I like, guess I'll turn the lights on. But I wonder if you <laughs> dial back on like a macro spectrum where you're like, oh, what's with this stupid, you know, like sun and darkness in the same 24 hour parameter where like they have like within a month, which is like, I have a lot of sun for a whole fucking month. It's just sun <laughs> up. Yes, it's I got like a whole bunch of yeah, gymnastics yeah. you have to play with yourself. I bet that's fucking crazy if you move from there to here and then you're like, Whoa, you know, it's like, so fast. This is a lot. How do you take two? Full moves, crescent moves. Tomorrow, today, yeah. today, tomorrow. Up and down, it's warm. Yeah. Oh my God. What the fuck? This oh, never fuck. ends. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, right. Sun rises and sets. <laughs> it's sun up East and down, to west. Up. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I couldn't do that shit, man. There's like Alaska's beautiful, I, and that's like the one state I've not been to in the union yet. Like I've, I've never been. been to all the 49 other states. That's really, the one yeah, eluded me. That's amazing. Did you do that on purpose, or is it just like been a you just have? You know, uh, back in the day, I just started running one day. Started hitchhiking. No way. Just, yeah. No yeah, way. Crazy. And I got like this mud paddle, like splashed in my face, and I wiped it off with a t-shirt, and it was a smiley was face. Was a smiley face? Yeah. You probably heard this. I've story seen this in a that. dream. Yeah, exactly. I've seen this in a dream. And I was running on a yeah. shipping boat. Yeah. <laughs> I invested in a fruit company, and uh, he's dating a girl who had AIDS and yeah. died. <laughs> Wasn't really my kid. Which is, yeah. And he knows what love is. Yeah. Yeah. He knows. My best what friend is. died. Vietnam, you know, like chocolate. You know, yeah, I'm, at the, I'm at the president. Things. Drank sixty-seven Dr. Peppers. Yeah, but that was a different time. Yeah, yeah. You been all the states? All the states. We used to do That's a lot of road amazing. trips. So when we do backpacking trips, we we would take a northern route on the way there and a southern route on the way back, so we can kind of get That's like so cool. grab like twelve states in a round trip and shit. So you do big chunks like that, and then just from my own. My own travels, you know, like uh, <laughs> just moving around like the, the like the coast and stuff, um, and then Hawaii was just something that like I got this cruise ship. Yeah, job how'd you there. drive there? Oh. <laughs> Dude, it cost a lot of money. <laughs> you got to get a good yeah. car, a really fast yeah. car. Yeah. Only Bentleys will yeah. make across the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. So you did cruises out out of Hawaii, or is it just? <laughs> I got a job on a cruise ship, <laughs> and then realized I was massively claustrophobic. Oh and, really? Uh, yeah, you've been a on a cruise ship before the, the job. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> like, so, okay, Never take just, a cruise. Just get a job, dude. Like when I moved out here, I was like just a rogue fucking moron. I was like 20 years old, 
Um, didn't have a computer. The internet was, was still a new thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now I'm a more refined idiot. And yeah. um, now I have a printer. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, pr- I have a fax, fax machine. machine. And someday I'm going to get a pager. Yes. And then oh, we'll take over the world. It's on the Christmas yeah. list. Um, but they had like an ad in the LA Times. Is like, because I would do this thing. So I was first job out here, I was scabbing at Ralph's because they're on strike. Then I went back for Christmas to Wisconsin, ended up getting fired at Ralph's because I like, they weren't going to be a time off. I'm like, I'm going home to see my family. I didn't want this job. I'm fucking crossing a picket line every day. <laughs> like, come on. And then, <laughs> but because of that, though, I can never work at Ralph's again. Like, I was like, once you're wow. fired from there, you can never go back. And I was really? Like, and I worked at a grocery store throughout high school. So I was like, yeah. I'll never be a, a grocery clerk again. I was like, fuck that. I don't need that shit. <laughs> at any, bigger and better things. At any Ralph's anywhere? They're all unions. So I think I'm just oh. fucking like done. I don't know. I don't but really is there know. one it's big like, list? I, that's what I want to like see. There's like a picture of like Tony. Yeah, no, the naughty list. This is a Ralph's naughty list. Yeah, it's his face, and he's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So mean to. after I was banned from the the grocery stores, uh, <laughs> that's hard. It's a hard yeah. life. And I was like, I got better get out of ship. No, there was an ad in the paper. It was like six hundred bucks a week again, two thousand three. So this is twenty years ago. It was six hundred dollars a week, plus free room and board, living in Hawaii. And I was like, mm, I got to go to Hawaii so I can still live in LA. I'm like, that's crazy. <laughs> But like it was like a six month contract. I'm like, I could go stack a bunch of cash. I wouldn't spend any money. All my fucking bills are paid for. I'm just collecting this money. And then um we got six hundred bucks a week. A week. <laughs> Twenty years ago. That's eighty thousand dollars a day today. <laughs> yeah. Do you realize that? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, for real. No, I wonder what that awesome. what that is with inflation and everything. Like what it came out to be. Well, if you think about it, it's like it had to be like, pretty because it's not like, that much. I mean, that, I was again a twenty year old kid, and I was like, oh, and I was like, you know, bouncing between shit. I was like, this seems like a decent thing. My brother was the one that really kind of sold it on me. So me and my older brother, <laughs> fucking make fake resumes and shit, and get this fucking oh, wow. like go through these interviews. Dude, we had to do all these like stool samples, all these background checks, all what? this shit. Yeah, all this Where shit. Where were you applying? What? Because you're on like a, you're in like a little fucking. You want to get in the ship? In the you're on a fucking. Send me a bag. Have you I shit in a bag? Do a sample test. Yeah. <laughs> shit this bag. Prove that you want this job. I have a stick in a bag. Yeah. yeah. Do your business. We didn't even need this. Yeah. We just wanted you to do these things. Sucker. Right, this you're is in. just yeah. for me. Bro. Yeah. The business doesn't even know I'm doing this. Keep it between us. Yeah. It's just for me. I'll test it. I'll let you know if it's shit to bags too. You know. Yeah. Show me. Which one this job? This kid's got a shit bag. Yeah. You're my third. You're my third today. It's fine, kid. I need, I need, I need more salad stool. <laughs> yeah. You eating rice? I can tell. Anyway, you need go talk to, 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 talk to the owner. Yeah. So we end up getting these jobs, um, and it's a typical bait and switch thing where it's like the six hundred dollars a week is at seven bucks an hour and you have to work like 16 hour days six days a week to make oh. that money and i was oh. like oh Whoa. no wait what and then, was that minimum wage or was that not even yeah minimum wage is like fucking like seven bucks an hour or something yeah. like that back then and then um they're like yeah they may or may not tip you i'm like so i'm like straight minimum wage job <laughs> on a fucking cruise ship i became a merchant mariner i got this like i got certified for the because we did all this fucking training like firefighter training all this kind of stuff <laughs> Like, because you're not, so you're, there's no they emergency. They tested our person. stools again. I yeah. don't know why. Just, sure, building stools. Too. <laughs> really love stool there. And then, uh, <laughs> like, they, they uh, basically, like, they don't have, like, they don't have EMT, they don't have firefighters, they don't have cops. So oh, depending shit. on which which group that you're recruited as, like, I happen to be fall into the firefighter training one. So we went through all this training <laughs> like, shit. So like, somebody just call the a staff, doctor? Yeah. <laughs> just the staff <laughs> of the cruise ship? Yeah. They $7, seven hour, <laughs> 15 cent an hour. So we need a fire. So we need a surgeon? Tony Klein right here. Yeah. We see, we need a doctor in the house. We need a roof separator. Fucking. Scalpel. That's fucking stupid. Yeah. So 
That's fucking um, scary. <laughs> but that's the funny thing in this. So like they they tell you how much they're you're gonna, they're going to pay you. You can't have more than two drinks a day because if if shit, shit goes awry, someone's got to put that fire out, and I'm the firefighter, right? <laughs> right, right. And I'm Not like drunk firefighter. Yeah, if there's like the fucking if the ship's sinking, your job is to make sure everyone else gets off the ship before you. I'm like, get the fuck out of here for seven bucks an hour. I'm absolutely not going down to the fucking cruise ship. You got to be all fucked up. He's throwing like, kids and yeah. wives and babies. You fire me. <laughs> there's already a fire. Yes, I have a good. I, I don't know why there would be. I mean, I guess for safety protocols, but it's really funny to have firefighters. I mean, firefighting people on a cruise ship, like you could just jump in the water, you know? Right. You could just get away from the fire. Because like you're surrounded by the thing that stops yeah, the fire. There yeah, there seems to be safety there. But we get more of that in here where the fire does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, well. so, very good point. <laughs> I, uh, we did all the training. I got fucking, I was there for like two weeks. I was in some army barracks in like Honolulu. And then um, we got on the ship. They said me and my brother could bunk together. And I was like, cool. So I, have, I know who my roommate is. But it was also with two other dudes one of the guys is like clinically depressed and just like, man, this place sucks. You got to get out of here. I'm trying to get out of here. I'm trying to get my brother fucking like get me a plane ticket. I'm like, oh, okay. And like so right away, that was the first time I was like, to see what it's like, supposed it's to be like. Yeah, really good to be here too. Yeah, this was but a brochure. And then they're like, the, the dude that's giving the fucking tour is like, yeah, you know, we don't recommend that you fraternize with other employees because someone on this ship has HIV. I was like, whoa. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> like, wild card. <laughs> what? Yeah, watch out. So I was like, okay, cool. These guys are probably so fun at a party. And then also, too, like, <laughs> yeah, you're like, shit. this is still like, I'm still like a young kid. So I'm like, oh, can I drink out of this water fountain? Am I going to AIDS from this? Like, what the fuck? Is, like, what is like safe here? Like, nothing. Everything's contaminated. I'm sleeping in something. It's all universal bedding and shit like that. And it feels very like prisony, but like, no, I'm not like yeah. chained to anything. So you like common yards and shit and like oh my god yeah so and someone on the boat yeah. is a murderer good night yeah. <laughs> what we lose yeah. one person every yeah. day it's weird we don't know who <clears throat> roll call yeah. who's missing today yeah. yeah so the ship leaves the bay the fucking thing starts rocking power goes out all these electromagnet doors just start closing and shit it's kind of like we have at the place that we work that we can't talk about yeah those doors close every once in a while it's Taco like Bell. that. So you're just like, now I'm stuck. And I mean, we're my locked in the bottom like, of Taco Bell. Locked in the bottom of Taco Bell, floating yeah. in the ocean. The There's doors. a lot more floors than people and know. No air being circulated. <laughs> yeah. So it's just this fucking stagnant air. Oh my I'm in God. a fucking like closet, probably half the size of this room. And then I'm in the top bunk because like the, the depressed guy and the other dude was like, and his other guy's like flamboyantly gay, like way too excited to have new roommates. It's like, oh my God, you guys are going to love this. I was like, am I though? He's like, he wants to kill himself. I'm in, indecisive. My brother's just sleeping already. <laughs> And like my face was like so close to the ceiling or I felt like I was on a top bunk, but also somehow I felt like my top bunk was below someone else's bed. It was like that close. I'm like, yeah, I can't do this, dude. And the fuck, when the power went on, I'm like, okay. So like I oh, fucking like leave God. my room. I follow these like, you know, glow in the dark arrows to get to this fucking like, you know, the smoking deck. And then I got, you know, shushed back to my fucking room because they're like transporting luggage on and off the boat. I'm like, yeah, this ain't going to happen. I'm not doing this shit. So I fucking reported back in like uh, Honolulu and I grabbed my bags and I was like, yeah, I'm like, Donnie, we get the fuck off this ship. Like, <laughs> so how long did that go for? Like one journey? I, t I literally was on, on board for one night. Oh my God. <laughs> like they flew us, we did training. They flew us to like another island on some little puddle jumper flight. We got on the ship there. And we came back to the where the main airport is. And I was like, yeah, fuck this. And like I grabbed my fucking like wow. duffel bags. I grabbed all my shit. And I like, you know, like checked out to go on, you know, go ashore and never came back. And they're like, call my phone, like, God. hey, just see if you come back to the boat. <laughs> fucking snooze, like not fucking answering that shit. And then I ended up like, you know, meeting the chick from Alaska um, in my training. So I called her up, I'm like, Becky, 
like the fucking ship sucks. Like, like I, I basically went back to like the people I was training with that hadn't gotten their their clearance yet to go on board. I was like, you guys get the fuck out of here. This shit sucks. You shouldn't. No one should do Someone's this. Got job. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. go. There's a guy that kills someone every night. Yeah, someone who's clinically depressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's ruining everything. Yeah. Missing persons. Yeah. If you need rent for LA, don't do yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. Don't do this. Yeah, it's just like yeah, there's a whole bunch of shit going on. Yeah, dude. So my God, that's fucking funny. They ended up sending me a fucking check though for the training. Yeah. <laughs> Like, yeah, getting paid more than ninety dollars for Klein. your day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> stool sample, yeah. fifty extra dollars. Yeah. Yeah. fifty bucks. Send me one more last stool sample. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Keep on sending shit. them, baby. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll never run out of fifty dollar bills. <laughs> never run out of fifty dollar bills. I yeah, got man. you, kid. Jesus Christ, man! What a story. Yeah. That's like yeah. Tony is like the person that got me out here. Because he's like that guy that takes those risks, and I'm not wow. the person that takes risks. Yeah. So I'm the exact opposite of what he is—the yin and yang of our friendship over the years. Where he's like, "Yeah, whatever, let's give it a shot, let's do it," you know. And I'm like, "No, I need to have this and this and this lined up." And like, I before I moved out here, I had all the things lined up to make sure I wasn't like gonna freak out and like want to go back home. I wanted to make sure when I came out here, I would like land and, and be you had okay. Like Twelve grand saved up when you moved out here. Yeah, like more than I needed yeah. for sure. That's but great. I was like, I, I had a significant amount too, but like. Tony's like, hey, I got on your bucks. Yeah. Let's go, dude. Yeah. 150. Like, I got a gift yeah. card from Best Buy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was yeah. like, I was like, what? I'm yeah. too nervous. He's like, no, nah, no, it'll all. work. It'll work out. Nah, nervous is even cross my Equinox. Yeah. Equinox membership with this. Yeah. <laughs> That's good. You guys are a lottery ticket. Yin and yang. Yin and yang. Yeah, but the the thing is, is like, okay, so the uncertainty of what could you you could do in LA. And the nervousness there is far more refreshing than just the, the definite fucking depression that I had in Wisconsin. Where I was like, oh, yeah, this is like I'm going to fucking like become resentful and shit. And like just also, too, because I, I moved out here initially really in, in 03 just to be a carpenter in a sunny state. And wow. Then, and then I just fell in love with the arts, you know, and then I just <laughs> like I was like, I need more. I need to like let my you know inner, inner child show, out. Right? Yeah. I need to awesome. the yin and the say yang. words that Again, people wrote I, me. When we yeah. moved out here, I moved out here, like I said, I had I wanted to have everything lined up. I'm like, I want a job lined up. I want uh, I was doing music. You like so girlfriends, I, bands. Band. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I had like everything what lined up. What did you move up. out here yeah, for? Eric already ordered for a, music. a meal oh, okay. for music. <laughs> yeah. Then what? You already ordered a meal? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 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 food coming, man. Food's coming, yeah. Little Caesars should be there any minute. And then I was going off down to San Diego to play with my band every week. And he was kind of left after, you know, we had a day job out in uh, Calabasas, an office job. And he was left on the weekends or basically by himself at, at the apartment. And I think that kind of like got to him. Eric filled my food bowl and water dish really full. So I was like, fine. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you going to be all right? So when I'd be gone and I would come back and I'd have like, you know, like something to, to say other than like working in an office job, I'd be like, oh, I saw this, we did this, we played this show or whatever. Then he'd be like, oh man, like, I think I like maybe helped motivate that that inspiration of like I can do something else because Tony's always been like the funny guy growing up and always been like you know made me laugh. I'm like man, like you're a fucking funny guy, like do, you know fucking do something, man. Yeah, do something with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, do something with that, or like do anything, like you know acting, comedy, whatever. Like do something. Like there's so many opportunities out here, and I think that maybe had like kind of guided him in a, in a direction to maybe get into those kinds of things. And um, not you know, at all. No, don't give yourself credit. For that. <laughs> <laughs> Opposite. He's like, it's all me. When yeah, did you start stand up? I was thinking to myself, and I was like, I should come up with this idea myself entirely originally. <laughs> I started doing stand up like 12 years ago. Okay. And it was like a fluke thing because I was taking an acting class because one of Eric's 
producers was in a band called P.O.D. And he was getting an, uh, a student named Marcos, is the guitarist, was getting into acting and shit. His agent wanted him to do that. So he got me into an acting studio that like I couldn't get into without representation. So he kind of vouched for me. And then taking that, um, dude, I was just a fucking like ball of nerves. Like I've only ever been like the funny guy in a classroom on a job site. So now I'm like on a stage and I have to like remember lines. I'm fucking just sweating, just sweating through all my shirts. Like, dude, I've never sweat that much my entire life. I was like, just like really trying to work through nerves and then like also um, trying to stay on book, right? So true that. When you drop a line, my my instructor's like, if you want to improv, you should take an improv class. I'm like, all right, bitch, I'll take an improv class. (laughs) So like I went to, but at the time I was already paying like fucking 300 bucks a month for like an acting class, right? Mm -hmm. Or three, whatever the fuck it is. And I was like, we don't have another $300 a month for an improv class. So I filled out a course form for like LACC. It was intro to improv, but I filled out the wrong font, like number and ended up being intro to stand-up comedy. Wow. And then this chick that was my scene partner in uh, Howard Fine, the studio I was at, signed up with me. So we both got, I got her looped into this shit too. So then I was, had to be held accountable by her. So that was the first time I did like uh, anything stand-up related was at LACC. By mistake. Then, by mistake. And then <clears throat> we had like a showcase thing there. I was out of town for that, and it was like a, I should have performed at the comedy store, which I didn't. And then it was a few more years after that that like that kind of whetted the appetite. And then I was like, ah, I kind of want to do that again, but like I was too much of a pussy to do it. And then I looped Eric in for like his birthday. I was like, Hey, don't you want to take a stand up class? I'll pay for your Groupon. And so then he and I took like a stand up class at like uh, Flappers in Burbank. And at that during that time, it was like a six week course. And I got in a motorcycle accident like two weeks into oh, it. Oh, shit. So I was like, I finally found something that I really like what I was doing. Like the instructor's like, you're like a natural. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I'm a fucking storyteller, you know? And uh, <laughs> then I get fucking hit by this car and I have a whole new story to talk about. Yeah. So now I have this like new content. I still have fucking staples in my chin and show that. And it was just kind of like really got me excited for it. But also at the same time too, like when I got hit by the car, I was like, ah, I'm going to fucking die. Like, Did you have crazy injuries? It was just like a, just like. This is a fake leg. It looks great. No, I just had like I had like uh, like eleven or eight like staples in my chin, and then just like bruised ribs on both sides, like fucked Damn. up, uh, lost a toenail. And shit. I didn't really break anything. I was surprised. I thought for sure I broke my toe. Some scrapes, but you know, you take your vitamins. You know, you <laughs> yeah. your calisthenics. You can survive any motorcycle crash. <laughs> yeah. Take an iron supplement. <laughs> makes me Iron Man. No, but I, I lucked out, dude. I was like legit. I was like, I'm gonna be a fucking like, like a, in a wheelchair and shit. And then I was not. And I was like, okay, thank God. I fucking like, I'm trying to avoid that my entire life. Like that is my now number one thing. Is like, I don't ever want to fucking lose like my vision. I don't ever want to lose my fucking like mobility because those are like fucking scary things, dude. I was on a show with a guy a few months ago, and he was in a wheelchair. I was like, that sucks. No, <laughs> but like, that was like a big fear about it. So that we were talking, he's like, yeah, you got shot. And I was like, oh my God, that's in a whole other way that you can get. Cause, cause for me, the biggest like way that I can get in something like that is from a fucking motorcycle action. That's like my number one way that I can end up in a fucking seat with wheels. I'm like, that's, that's like not for me. And then like, I'm like, Ooh, also getting shots another way. I'm like, all right, don't, you know, the road rage things like out of fucking like, you know, curb all my options of that kind of shit. Don't be too mad while driving. Yeah. Someone's got a gun. Two things I'm trying to avoid my, my entire legs. life for the listeners out there. I don't ever want to go to jail or be in a wheelchair, which is like a, another shitty fucking life sentence. If you ask me. Nothing wrong with wheelchair, people. Live your life. But, so on or the, jail, on the topic of inspiration, um, 
how did you get inspired to get into music and like that whole thing? Like, cause you said you initially started with acting and then you got into music. Like, how did you, like, that's like a big, you know, thing to kind of like overcome and get into, like, especially the, at the level that you're doing it at, it's not like, you can't just like, Oh, all of a sudden I just know how to produce and write and do all those things. Like, cause it's, it's a, it's a very hard industry, let alone to produce the things that you're producing right now. Right. Like, are, are, they're very top notch. They're like, great. <clears throat> so you, like, how did you, what was your inspiration or who, if anyone like kind of guided you in that direction or you know what what was that that process like it definitely came from my dad like i've been around music my whole life so oh, my okay. dad's a, a symphony musician in kansas hmm. city so he plays for the oh. kansas city symphony and he's, he plays for one of the best jazz bands in kc right now so what is he what is his he's uh, a fiddle player fiddle so he player. plays violin or viola in the symphony and then fiddle oh. for uh jazz gigs but like I was kind of around bluegrass when I grew up. So bluegrass was really what inspired me because he was in a great bluegrass band and I was around like just musicians all the time growing up. And my mom did music. Well, she was actually on the radio. So my mom did radio shows. My dad did oh, wow. uh, the performing arts centers with the so symphony. You a choice. Yeah. So it was it's almost like, yeah. yeah, it just felt like it was either something on a microphone or something with music, but I loved acting and I just, I, I love, I still do love acting. I think it's just almost like the fallback. Like what I truly love is like what I was kind of born into, which is just the music. Like, yeah. So I, I like a lot of my music is kind of that acoustic -y, I feel like it's based off of like the bluegrass that I grew up on. Like it's based on that kind of acoustic kind of rhythmy, like, yeah, yeah. Could not really that. folky, but kind of folky stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mixed with a little bit of pop and yeah, it's like stuff. a newer, a newer, like a revived kind of version of that. Yeah, but yeah, I grew up around a lot of bluegrass, which is like the heart and soul of what inspired my love for music. I think. Um, but yeah, it was really my dad. Really, my dad is the. And what age was that at? Because you're like you're very young still. Like you're like oh yeah, when I was young, I'm like you're fucking young now, dude. Like and you're like 18 when you moved out here the first time, and then yeah. the second time you came out here, hold you you were back home for what you said two like years. Two years, or, I was like 20 or 21. When so I moved 21 back, when yeah. you came when you came back the second time, like the whole production side of it, and like kind of learning that whole aspect of the recording industry and and just music in itself is a whole fucking, you know, mountain to overcome. Like oh, yeah. it's so much to learn with that. I think stuff. it's just trial and error. You know, I think yeah. for most stuff, it's like you just gotta try it. And I wasn't releasing music, but I was always making music. So I was always at least trying new beats or trying new writing songs on my computer. And I think that's it just all self-taught. Yeah. Well, I mean, I did music in high school. I did theater. So it's like I've learned through that stuff and I've had like vocal lessons. So I've had like the kind of training to do music. Right but never like songwriting lessons mm -hmm. um, until like two years ago, I did uh, Berkeley for music production. So until Berkeley, I hadn't really had any formal training for like music production, but right. now I technically do. Okay. Professional. Right. Certificate. Right. <laughs> holder. But, um, doctor, doctorate <laughs> from Berkeley school of music. Heard of it. <laughs> yes. We make music. We have pianos and guitars. Um, but yeah, no, so you learn these different aspects of, of music. And then when you start like actually kind of putting them all together and be like, okay, I can make a song now. You know what's and stupid then, like, is I can like, I used to do it when I liked a girl, I would like write yeah. a song about the girl or something and then yeah, yeah. try to make it into something that actually sounded decent and then mm -hmm. send it to her. And it was always like a really cheesy reaction to see like what she thought. But <clears throat> yeah, I just, I think it was just the, 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 there's so much beauty in like music and like the dynamics of music and 
I think I just craved the feeling of music. Like it really wasn't the like the a lot of a lot of the sound that I crave is like I crave a, a feeling when it comes to a certain song. Like with the story yeah. I'm telling, I crave a sound and a feeling. And I kind of go for that when I make the song. Definitely. Or the sound. Yeah. But um that's, yeah. that's hard to capture too. Like when you have yeah. a feeling in your head and you're like, <laughs> how do I get this into like a noise that exactly. like matches the feeling that I'm feeling? Yeah. You know? And then also like making it like just something that you you like and that you can again like you were saying earlier like you created this on your own like this didn't exist before yeah and like you've made this you've made this into existence like it's something that like never no one's ever heard these these notes this way and this this thing and like you're like bam i just made this thing it's like a a a very like i guess birth-like experience where you're like i created something out of nothing you know like Like pure manifestation of yeah it's 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 kind of turning nothing into something i think there's like an addiction to that too like that feeling of like writing out something that you have in your head and thinking something that like really means something to you like um verbally and then putting that to music and then when it's all done it's said and done you're like wow like okay like this it's it means so much more to i think whoever created it for sure no matter what it is whether you know any anything like it could be the worst song in the world or the best song in the world those two people had the same feeling yeah. after they completed that yeah. piece they're just like wow like i had nothing before and now i have like this thing fucking crazy like yeah. it's so it's so crazy i mean it, i think that's like the one of the uh, addictive things that you get as a musician or a yeah, writer or, or a artist. comic even uh, yeah. you know any anything like that and i feel like it's always like the the deeper you search to make the art for yourself <laughs> the better it always is like rick rubin always said that of like you know don't make the art for the audience but make it for yourself and i think that's just like so true especially with music because for sure music can sound so similar but it's like especially the people that stand out are just the people that solely just want to do what they want to do right even if it sounds a little different and then that usually becomes like a mainstream if they do it well and they like it but do you find it hard to write um things that are positive like harder or things that are negative like like for for myself as as an example like i typically only write when i'm like really bummed out or like have something going on where i'm like i need to which is always <laughs> yeah so anytime that any he was the guy yeah. from the cruise yeah. <laughs> really like for any of the, the music that i've ever really written or been a part of it was always that aspect of me that got it out of me it was never like like giving me um the the the, the opportunity to say like hey uh, write a happy song about something like i think that for me is like the hardest thing in the world to do it it came as such a struggle as a like a musician to like make something that's fun and happy and like i see you're able to do both those things and i find that like really really impressive too thank you like how do you like how do you navigate those two things or like what do you draw from to grab those emotions because i know for a lot of people it's like you know, a lot of artists in, in general, like it's always like something you don't really hear like happy death metal, you know, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. it's like one thing that's yeah. usually like, you know, something <laughs> scorned or, you know, you feel happy right. death metal be birth metal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like I just crave, I, I, I chase the feeling like I, with like ginger, like me, this is a song. It's like very happy. It's yeah. about basically, I just had this idea of like uh it was basically an ex-girlfriend in high school really wasn't even girlfriend really wasn't even dating but she was 
eventually a couple <laughs> years later really she doesn't even know my name but a couple <laughs> years later uh she was dating she someone order, but <laughs> yeah. now she knows my name yeah um i called her so many times <laughs> but she was dating someone at the time and i just i don't know if she was posting on instagram about like just being upset or something and i, I just was like there's so many times in life you think like, especially when you're single, you're like, I could be so much better of a partner than that guy. Or like, yeah, yeah. you'd be so much better of a boyfriend. I just, I, I craved that. I was like, it has to be braggy. It has to be happy, but it's more like, I just want to show you how much better I am than this guy. Like yeah, that was yeah. the whole point of the song. So I think I just crave, like I chase that. Like there's some feeling, there's some like one main idea behind every song. Mm-hmm. Like Malibu love, it's missing someone. It's just like when you really miss someone, like, it's the things you miss about them that really yeah. hurts. It's not just right. the person. Right. And like, that's what I wanted to draw in on. Something like Waikiki is more like fun. It's just kind of like, you just want to get out of the craziness and just go somewhere. It's mm-hmm. just like, so I chase that. But yeah, it's just like I chase the, the idea really. And then it's like, it kind of just builds itself whether I start with the chord progression or the lyrics or the idea. And then I just kind of just morphs into one so there isn't like an uh like for me myself like i I would always start with a lyric and then that would go into like you know how do i want to like make the feel of the song and the lyrics kind of dictated not necessarily like always dictated the sound of the of the the song but like it was like the bass you know and then i would build off from there and then once you get into production as you know like you can go from anything like that's like the, the the craziness about production like you can have something that may be a sad song but you put some bongos behind it yeah, exactly. like and you're like oh this is not that exactly. it's like a happy sad song you know yeah. like you can change so many things and that the, there's so many options you know that you have to like hear a different version of what you initially want wanted to say you know so it's yeah. like <clears throat> i think that's the beauty of like being your own producer is like you just kind of know how to do everything so it's like you can start in any spot mm-hmm so like where some people don't know how to even produce music, they'll just, or simply just write the lyrics and then they'll go to a producer and kind of work out the melody, work out the thing. Right. But I like being able to just like say I started with just the hi-hats and like, like who knows, just the percussion side and then just see what if I can crave a feeling there and then and then add something else on and then add something else on and then write on top of that right. rather than just starting with the writing or just starting with the writing and then right. building everything else. I think that's, it's a freeing feeling. Yeah, so many like little so you kind of attack it from a bunch of different avenues. Like yeah, like I think it just depends on what I start with. Like, there's so many times if I try too hard, I just never like the sound. Yeah. yeah. But if I just sit there and I just do something I like and then just try to add on to that with more things I like, I feel like, especially lately, anytime I'm recording anything, I have to be just in the zone. Like, it, it, I'm trying to be like every single track on each song. Yeah every single sound is me feeling it. Like I'm just feeling it. That, that one little clip was just me feeling it in the moment, whether it's the loop all the way through. So I always try to capture like the moment, like even if it's just a piece of a drum bit, like I just want it to be like something I really felt when I was playing it. Right. And then it just, whether it's just the tiniest thing or the biggest thing, mm-hmm. I just want that to kind of carry through. And I feel like that's the longevity of good music is like, yeah, for sure. It's capturing like, that it's timeless, little, you know, yeah, like, capturing those, like what you're describing, like that I feel is like, the the most difficult thing about creating like great music and yeah. like being able to capture that like that genuine like little that sweet Same, spot yeah. you know like that that's what all all songs that everybody likes that has it's like oh like they're just like in that groove yeah. i don't know what it is but you can just like you know when you're when you're creating it or if you're a part of it you know when those spots are yeah you know and, and it's it, easy to go too far with those music like sometimes you have something great and you start adding too much and yeah then you get carried away but like that's why I like Rick Rubin so much because it's really 
kind of just every single time I make a song now, I just want to step back and just be like, yeah, um, just use the minimum, just use the minimum I need yeah. make sure it gets the point across. And that always seems to do the better job. Yeah. That that's definitely been something that like, I've kind of gone full full circle in my musical journey where I went like just started as just a singer and then had a friend who played guitar and then he would do harmonies and then got into rock and roll and then heavy metal. And then like it, it basically went all went full circle, you know, and kind of like having, less to me has always felt like the that like zen spot you know that right. like that like that natural place Only for me what you need. yeah like very bare bones and like having that was like all right like once i had all these other options and productions and things i can make it i can make this sound like this or this or this i was like oh it's too much like i'm too like add where i just get like scatterbrained yeah. i'm like all right i just go with like what i know is like just just the simple stuff like simple i'm simple yeah <laughs> like, and it's cool to have a team like that like i've always eric. <laughs> yeah simple eric. simple eric simple eric and tony <laughs> my face rains <laughs> yeah yeah but i i think but then having like you know a great producer or somebody like that that can kind of take that like bare bones part of uh what whatever music or has been created and then f like kind of see Oh, like this can work in this type of production the best to complement each other with whatever has been created originally. I think that's the that's like the really like talented part and hard part of like music production and, and all that, which you have obviously been able to find that sweet spot. You're really good at like writing a song that comes across as the feeling and vibe that you want it to be and it never seems like it's pushed or trying to be a certain way that it isn't like the song always seems like it it is that like even at its bare bones if you strip the production away like the song in its like entirety and what it's meant to be is still that which is yeah. like it that's why it's like comes it's like cool Love know, it. it's like you, yeah dude. it's like oh yeah that's that's, that's like, what i want to hear thank you that's great yeah. it's like the best compliment ever with for my music so i told him to say that <laughs> <laughs> like and then that is the way yeah, that and, you, and that yeah. is the best thing about music <laughs> it's on this huge screen right here you guys <laughs> yeah, can't see it at mark, home mark's giving us the uh, teleprompter, uh, teleprompter. <laughs> no yeah man that's that's so great though i'm i'm like so like every time i i I hear anything that you've put out or produced. I'm always like just so blown away because again, like I know like you you don't think you're that that young or whatever. You're like, oh, I'm an old guy, whatever. Like, dude, you're super young, but like the stuff Do I that you say put I'm out. I'm an old guy. No, you say you're like, well, when you're like, oh yeah, I was so young back when I was 18 or whatever. Oh, yes, I'm like, yeah, you're yes. still. It's only like four years ago or some yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's like, like it's like very young. Like, yeah. I think I was your age when I moved out here. But with that being said, it's just like you know, it just shows you know, where you're, you're headed. And it shows like, you know, if, if you've already like understood this, like the, the elements of this already, like, man, I can't imagine where you're at when you're my age, when you're fucking 41, like Jesus Christ, it's going to be well, some crazy excited. shit. Like yeah, brothers. we're excited, man. It's, can't wait to see what Ben's going to do next. Yeah, yeah it's, it's so cool to see that. Yeah. And, you know, well, I, that's how I see it too. Like, I, I do hope that like, you know, and that's the whole point of when I do put this, just making the, the music timeless, like trying to really, make sure I'm feeling every bit when I record it. Like, I feel like I do want to look back in 10 years and think any song still feels the same. Yeah. Still kind of plays the same. And hopefully I'm still making music and making better music. 
But yeah, that's the that's the goal. That's the cool thing. Evil time capsules of like you know where yeah. you were and what you know. Inspired yeah, and you I see it as time. like a therapy thing too. Like it's yeah, just like for sure, it can capture moments, it can capture feelings, capture parts of my life. Oh yeah. So it's like it's in a, a way, diary for in sure. a way, it's like yeah. a public diary. Yeah, it's like things I've been through, things I'm feeling. Yeah. And a lot of it, it it's all based on like real thoughts and feelings. So people know that's what I'm the going best through. Type of music because yeah. like uh, you know you have like the ghost writers and shit and like you know all the I don't want like those conglomerates that write music just for the sake of hits and stuff like that. Yeah. But what I've always like been more like driven, like just kind of connected to is like stuff that's like legit, like a little more under the radar indie fucking artists and stuff. And then you really, dude, that's why punk music's so great because there's like they don't only really play the best musician, like music or instruments. And like the vocals aren't the greatest, but the fucking what the content is and what they're singing about is so passionate that you transcends all that shit. And you're like, oh, I've been there. I can yeah. relate to this. Like you yeah. need to get these emotions out and stuff like that. And I, um, yeah, you can relate to that. You, I love that. Your last like iteration of music with Joe, man, like all those songs of like heartache and shit, like when they first came out, they definitely resonated. But now going through this new chapter of my life, I'm like, there's some good fucking songs, Eric. You write some more depressing songs. Daddy's yeah. depressed. Yeah. You still writing? Uh, no. no. <laughs> I just don't. I haven't. I I mean, I wrote something like maybe uh, I recorded something maybe like a year ago or something, put it out, but not like with the intention. Like I haven't really like sat down and like got into that, like that, like flow state you know where yeah. i'm like oh okay i'm gonna write and i'm gonna do this and i want to have something and i i think that it for me i i can't put myself in a time frame of like i need to do this it just comes when i need it like it's like a it's like a parachute for me yeah like it really is like when i am like just a mess of a person i need that and i can't like i can't i can't do that for other reasons other than to save myself you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I need it there for me. Like yeah. I know like to, to keep creating and doing these things would be, it'd be nice to do. Um, but it, it won't come out as. You don't know. I mean, as, if you haven't really tried to sit down diligently and write like. A I, I have in the past where I, where I was kind of like, you know, told to, okay, we have to make this, or we have to do this kind of a song or we have to do this, or I need, you know, I've I've been in those situations and it never came out as genuinely as the the things that you're related yeah, I feel to. Like if you ever yeah. have to do, especially with art, it's like if you have to do something, yeah. it's never going to be yeah. as good as yeah. the thing that's going on Naturally then in that yeah. moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just hard. It's hard to do that. It is, and it's funny. Like a lot of those songs that that he's referencing, they weren't anything that was. It they came out like within a night or like with like very very fast where i was like oh you know like you it's almost like a blur like mm -hmm. and i've heard a lot of other like musicians just talk about that when you you come up with something and you don't even know it's like going on you're just like oh and then like before you know it, you have this like song and then yeah. like it's done it's like it's not like you're like what do i need to say in this or how do i do this it just kind of like comes out of you yeah so like you don't need to uh, uh, that's it, literally for me that's what meet me in waikiki was like i wasn't even going to put this as a single it was going to be just like a hidden song on a track on like a on an album um i'm high already uh, but, <laughs> but like for me like that's when i had the the like let's go by one way places we could see like yeah. i sang that in the studio one take and it was all improv yeah for most of the the lyrics that are on the song but it was just the feeling and it was yeah. just in that moment and it was just like, what do I feel like that's this the song best, needs? That's the best that you fucking just grab that vibe as it came yeah. through you. And that's actually what's on the song. That that that, that recording take. is the one I used See, because I liked it so much. And I, in the studio that day, that's when I was just putting the last little words together and then I recorded it. 
but like that moment was what I tried to capture. And I think I did, but like, it's just, it was genuine and in the moment. And I feel like that's, that's what makes it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've had people connect with that song already. If not also other songs that you've written in the past where they're like, Oh man, like I, I feel this or like I was in the, this mood and like that song like yeah. matched it, you know, whatever. And that's like something that's very, very like cool to hear back from people like, you know, like saying yeah. like, Oh, like, I like, okay, like unintentionally, you know, because yeah. when, when you're writing it or doing it, you don't have any intention of like you're doing it out of like just of what your own mind is going through. Yeah, make then, it sound good for you. Yeah, kind of try to do as best you can for you, and then you just kind of release it and hope people connect. Yeah. Speaking of releasing, so what's when's the next track coming out? What's, what's next? You got? I know you're. Well, my goal for 2024 is a song every month at yeah. least. So. At least but you might drop one before the end of the year, though, right? Yeah, but I'm almost like I don't want to get too ahead of myself, so I'm like I might hold it for January so that I have a January release. Don't do that! Don't do that! Fucking well, that's what this cut song your legs off from under you and fucking. He's already had a schedule. This no, you're right. January you're right. I know, but fair. we had this talk in the studio. Like it's not official. Show. We can talk. Let's and, talk. Um, you know, we we're talking about how many songs you put out this year, and then trying to you know best that next year. But if you just if it's ready, put it out, and then yeah, I would agree with that. I don't have anything that's ready, though. That's the yeah. thing. It's like everything's close, and I just have to sit down and work. And but there's a couple of songs I'm really proud of, and a couple like productions. Like the beat is completely done, but I have no lyrics. But the beat is like some of the best sound I've ever made. Yeah. But I just can't figure out what I want to write about. Right. And I can't yeah. release it unless it's yeah. Don't force genuine. Yeah. No, no. So, yeah. But like a song a month, just to even get out of my own way next year is the goal. Yeah. So January for sure. January 2024. <laughs> um, but and then yeah, this we'll is the see. point where we plug your handles because we're about out, almost out of time here. So Got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my handles? Where can yeah. people find you, Benjamin? And, you know, what What do you got going on? You kind of gave a little, little yeah. sneak peek. You can find me on the streets on. of Hollywood. I will be busking. I have <laughs> I have a, a golden cup that I sit there with and a Christmas Santa hat. And I'll just be right there. So if you guys stop around, by, drinking out of an Eric and Tony show around, mug, <laughs> throw some shots in there, throw some cash in there. Um, trying to pay rent. No, no, I'm on <laughs> Instagram as Ben Gruenbaum, B E N G R U E N B A U M. Super easy. Yeah, so <laughs> easy. It's the easiest yeah. name I've ever Message heard. Message me for spelling details because I called him Greenbaum. <laughs> yeah, Put ben, ben Greenbaum. Hey, that's B O M B. You at least said the word that it means in German. So yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. You know you're German. Uh, but yeah, YouTube, you know, go to Spotify and check out my music. Uh, ben Gruenbaum, <laughs> same name. <laughs> I almost did a different last name, but no, here we are. Keep it, keep it real. Here we are. It's only Stay one fresh. of you. It's only, it's one yeah. and only. One and only. Well, thank you guys so Dude, much for you having so me much on the podcast. Doing this. I appreciate it, man. Yeah. yeah. Taking time out of your really, busy schedule. Really appreciate you being on the podcast, man. I yeah. do too, so, man. Thank so you. Nice. Thank you. An and honor. You, yeah. And I'm going to buy, everyone go buy some of these glasses. <laughs> Let me do it better. Everyone go buy some of these glasses. They're so cool. <laughs> I have, I have literally 49 of these at home. I'm about to buy 10 more. Yeah. So I'll be at 59. But if you buy one, they'll throw in, uh, you can be uh, on the podcast. podcast <laughs> <your parents. laughs> Whoever buys that. most of these glasses can be on our podcast. Next. <laughs> That's right. That's why I'm here. You can you follow be me. 59. So VIP. far, Ben Ben was a winner. That's why yeah, he's on. Let's go. 69. Follow me at Tony Klein Comedian and Instagram and all the other social medias and all that stuff. 
Uh, you can follow me at Eric Russell on Instagram. You can follow this podcast at the Eric and Tony Show. You can also buy these mugs that Benjamin was so enthusiastic about telling Woo! you about. They're the pint Eric- glasses. We've got to stop calling them mugs. It's not a mug. Uh, pint glasses, beer glasses, glass glasses. Um, you buy these the- shot glasses. You can buy these coffee <laughs> mugs at our website. <laughs> these are like the most giant, the giant, the most mm. giant Look shot glasses in the history. You should just use that. <laughs> That's way better. Yeah, let's get loaded. You can buy the Eric and Tony Show shot glasses at theericandtonyshow.com. You can also buy some t-shirts. We've got sweatshirts and stuff on there. Uh, we'll be dropping every episode every Monday on Spotify and YouTube. So the full audio version on Spotify every Monday, full video and audio version on YouTube every Monday. And then throughout the week until our next guest, uh, we'll have 60 second clips of the Guest, so Benjamin, you'll be 60 second clips every day for the rest of the week. So get ready, buddy. Hell Your yeah. feed's gonna be flooded. <laughs> Let's go. So like and repost. Yeah. Like, subscribe, repost. Yeah. So uh Hello. yeah, that's sure. that's where you can all find us. And uh thank you again for watching the Eric and Tony show, and we'll see you on the next one. Yeah. Peace.